Hello and welcome to EBRD Star Venture Podcast. Today we have with us Mijan from Finspot. Mijan, can you tell us more about Finspot and yourself? Give us a little bit more background. Hello all, I'm Mijan, pleasure to be here. Uh, first of all, I come from Finspot, small fintech company uh, based in, in, in uh, Serbia. We are trying to revolutionize uh, SME lending market, not just in Serbia, but in the region as well. Using latest technologies is something that we hope will give us an edge in order to actually serve the, the companies that have really been underserved previously. Uh, but I tell you first a bit more about myself. Uh, I, I was born in Trebinje, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Then I lived in Podgorica, Montenegro, uh, where I finished high school. Then I went to Italy, Milan, Bocconi, where I studied uh, finance. And right after that, I went to Amsterdam, where basically I had my first job and also finished my master's. I worked in awesome startup that, that uh, basically was first one to create some very useful databases regarding corporate governance and generally uh, public companies in, in, in uh, all around the world. But right after my master's, I, I came to Belgrade to work in a family business, a small SME company, where I got a, a hint or a initial spark and idea of of what uh, FinSpot is going to be and which problems we need to solve for small companies in order for them to prosper. Uh, a couple of years later, here we are. Fantastic. So um, can you tell us more about how, how did FinSpot grow since it, its founding here? So um, during, you know, um, my, my time in, in the family business, the company was growing massively 30, 40% year over year. And it didn't really have banking support that, uh, that I needed. And uh, previously I studied finance. So I was sort of uh, educated in a way that I could actually understand why a, a certain bank will not give me a loan or they might give me a loan. And uh, through our common friend, uh, I met with Johan, my other co-founder, who at the time worked as a, as a software engineer in a bank. And we sort of brainstormed that uh, it can't really be possible that the problem that I'm fa facing cannot be solved through technology. And we brainstormed for a while, and, and then we understood that, that there are actually solutions if you can automate enough processes in the in the in the whole spectrum of what needs to be done in order for a, for a financial institution to properly assess a small SME company that has a lot of adverse information, or lack of information, everything, and you know, how to make that whole process both reliable and cheap in order to give them small amount of, of money profitably. And uh, right after that, we met with, with Ognjen, our third co-founder, our CTO. And we basically started on a very treacherous journey of making a, a fintech in, in, in Serbia. Uh, initially, we had a lot of, um, we thought we are going to get to the market rather quickly. We very quickly developed a concept 
and we hope to make a, a invoice marketplace. It is an idea that has been done in, in the Western European markets. It, it is an idea that has been done quite successfully. And we thought, okay, let's just replicate this, and and uh, in a, in a few months we'll be uh, we're going, we are going to have a very good company. And uh, that was not the case. Uh, basically, the banks here are super limited in the way, uh, a little bit in their thinking, but also in terms of the legal framework they operate in. And they are forbidden absolutely anything that is not just uh, plain, simple banking business. So, uh, yeah, even though we went all around the banks in, 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 in Serbia, we had some good conversations and some of them actually liked our software very much. Uh, one of them even licensed it uh, to, to use it for their clients. We couldn't really bring our, our uh, core idea to life. Banks simply were, did not have a, a, a good structure to serve small companies the way we wanted to do so. And we understood that in order to actually provide loans to small and medium companies, we need to uh, uh, get a lot of money on our balance sheet and then start financing those companies You know, as we are the bank. And uh, we started fundraising right at the beginning of COVID, which was super challenging at the time, especially because half of the investor thought that the world is going to end in a few months. And in them investing in Serbia at the time was not really the, the, the sane at all. Uh, so through a, a, a Christoph Byrne, we managed, uh, who was our consultant at the time, our partner, uh, we managed to meet Dejan, our last co-founder, who invested quite a, a significant amount of money with us and helped us get to market. We managed to get market in 2021, and uh, we are quite happy how it's going ever ever since. We are serving around 80 clients. Uh, basically, we managed to grow factoring market in, in Serbia for about a third in, in, in a year in terms of number of clients that, uh, and small companies that are actually using the service. And uh, we are super proud that 95% of our clients never use service that we are offering. So we are educating the market. We are explaining how can this be beneficial. And from that point of view, you know, we are super happy how the, the company is developing. Well, well done on that turnaround. <laughs> Um, Thank you. I was wondering, how have you found the support of EBRD and Starvention? How has mentorship helped you throughout this journey? Yeah, like first of all, the help was you know immense. Uh, being in any way, shape, or form associated with DBRD gave us a lot of credibility in the in the beginning, and a lot of publicity as well. And uh, in, in in order to do what we are doing, you know, it takes uh, a, a lot of funding and a lot of effort and a lot of super specialized knowledge, which which was not necessarily present within our uh, core team. And through EBRD Star Election, we managed to improve our risk assessment process like massively, not just uh, uh, automated, but you know, just make it significantly better. Like from from uh, one model that we and one coding model that we had before, 
we, we, we kept the existing model and we have developed uh, basically three new models and all of them work in, in line with each other. And uh, I would say that at the moment we have a, a very robust process that hopefully will uh, stand the, the test of the market. So we are uh, trying to finish it and we hope that it's going to be live in, in fully in next couple of months. Fantastic. And um, I would like to also, as coming from Serbia and having all faced all the challenges that you have, I guess it must have been very difficult to keep your motivation and keep everything going, right? So um, what would you say was your biggest motivation throughout this period of funding and going through those periods with COVID and everything? Um, having like-minded co-founders helped a lot. And also all of us are a bit stubborn. So we decided that there, there's a goal that needs to be achieved. And all of us were super motivated in order to get there. All the time we could basically see that the, the, the core idea works. It's just a matter of time when it's actually going to, you know, live its full life, so to say. And it, 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 we can even after like uh, two proper years on the market, we still do not have full institutional support that we would like. So even now we are in a fundraising round and uh, the problems that we had two, two years ago are roughly the same now. Uh, still operating in, in an emerging economy in a uh, you know, very unstable situation in the economy all around Europe does not really help us uh, uh, a lot when you want to raise significant amounts of money for the for the market that that we want to operate in it is considered risky it was considered risky two years ago but now it is even more risky I would say in the in the in the eyes of the uh, of the investors but having that understanding in a team where we are now, what is our goal and what we you know, need to do in, the, uh, in, in achieving that goal was you know, very, very helpful. And none of us basically uh, gave up at any point in time. We are still fully committed to the, to the idea of making it work. Perfect. So since we're closing up on time, we're gonna go with our three super fast questions. And what this is, um, I'm gonna ask you three questions and you're gonna give me an answer, a word answer or sentence at most. Okay, you ready? Who is your role model? Don't have one. You don't have one? No. Don't worry, you're not alone. <laughs> It's a difficult thing to have. <laughs> Who is your favorite person in the whole world? It would not be, it, okay, so it would not be one person, it would be multiple persons. Yeah. So it's just better to say I have no role models because I have quite a few, so to say. Uh, my, my, my parents, my, my girlfriend, my, my, my friends, and at the end of the line would be Elon Musk, but <laughs> there are a lot of people in between. Okay, okay, I like it. Uh, what is the one book that every entrepreneur should read? Uh, uh, Red Notice, Bill Brower, 
it was uh, quite a famous book and very relevant uh, at the time that we are living in. Okay, cool. And if you had to have one word of advice put on a billboard for all, all entrepreneurs to see, what would this word of advice be? Persist. Oh. Keep, keep your mind on your goal and persist on it. I like it. I like it. Well, thanks so much, Mijan, for being here today. And uh, I think you've been very inspirational and insightful. I hope so. Thank you. Thank you.